here on this good Friday. We're trying to come with some sense, but maybe we don't have any when it comes to some of these players that are deciding to join the portal party. Is it too good to be true? Are they thinking the grass is greener? And maybe their coach before them just said, you know, enough is enough. You got to go. So we're going to talk about some of the top names here in the ACC on the men's side that are heading to a new program potentially. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. The portal party is popping yet again. Some of the top names in our conference are heading to a new team, potentially after a lot of back and forth between coaches and decision-making and all the things. I've got Kenton Gibbs here from Locked On Wolfpack, Locked On ACC most times. We're going to talk through that today. Now, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting vanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Kenton, how we feeling? The portal party is popping already. Again, listen, I, <laughs> I again, I, we're going to talk because some of these guys, I think they're making good decisions. Some of them, I mean, well, baby, it don't get no better than where you're at. It's not going to, you know, there's not, you're not a 20 point guy. You know, that's not, it was never going to be you. It was never going to be you. And it's crazy for you to ever think that was going to be you. But we're going to talk about that as well as potentially a young lady who was deciding to transfer that same situation. Forget that guy, pal. A hundred percent. Well, let's start with a top name here coming out of last couple days. L. Ellis. We've said it all year. Free L. Ellis. Free our dog. Went through a four-game winning this entire season at Louisville. Thought he was going to stick around, wanted to be loyal. He wanted to pull a Zay Flowers moment, you know, of a Boston college where you just stick to who you know, you're going to stick beside it. And yet somehow with the signing of Sky Clark and yet somehow with the conversations from Coach Payne and having to potentially switch his role, it seems as if L is going to find himself a new home collegiately and not go pro. You know, the last thing that we heard from L Ellis before the transfer portal announcement was that he wanted to stay at Louisville. Um, let me let me look you in the eye right now. I don't know if you watched this show, Mr. Payne, uh, Mr. Kenny Payne, to be exact. But let me look you in the eye right now because I need us to go pupil to pupil right here. If L. Ellis told you he wanted to come back, I don't think that the boy's the second coming to Jesus or anything along those lines. But you're willing to put your program in the hands of an unproven freshman that ain't stepped a foot, nary a foot on your campus, that could easily go to overtime elite, which we've seen happen to other players, that could easily switch his commitment and go somewhere else, which we've seen with other players. You're going to put your program in their hands and say, hey, L, you, you got to, you know, your role got to change. I hope for your sake that this is a lie. And I hope for your sake that if this is the truth, Louisville returns to national prominence next year because, baby, if you return to anything in the vicinity of what we saw last year, after telling your best player by a country mile, you have to reduce your role, huh. Woo-wee. head's going to roll, and it's going to start with you. 
Yeah, if he doesn't get 15 games next season, and that's like the bare minimum. Like I'm, I'm being gracious with 15. I don't see Coach Payne yeah. lasting. Absolutely, you can't. You can't tell one not only the best players on your team, but one of the best players in the conference. Hey, uh, you need to reduce your role. And by the way, we're going to trust these freshmen and then say, well, we went through freshman growing pains. You know, it was tough for us. You know, you didn't have to. There was an option there that wanted to come back to your program yeah. that wanted to lead this thing. And, you know, I, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. Here's the most interesting thing about the L. Ellis situation. We've talked about him on this show before. We've talked about the fact that he's a Durham native. Both two of the three triangle schools have a lot of minutes and shots available at that guard spot. 100% agree. I think if he wants to have some conversations with a couple of those programs, honestly, if you look at just where the team in the trade four is if you look at wake forest they could potentially use a good guard going into next season so i think that there's a lot of conversation about where lls could go he could leave the conference i think it would be a disservice to the conference but it's unfortunate that a man who gave so much to the program and was willing to stay in spite of a historically terrible season you kind of kick him to the curb like that to me is a testament to sort of who kenny Payne is right now it's what i gotta go on go off of Kenny, this better work out for you. <laughs> this, is, this is uh what what do they call it? Is it the 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 Queen's Gambit when you sacrifice the Queen? You you're pulling one of those, big dog. And if yeah. this don't work out for you, yeah. Again, everybody, if this works out, you'll look like a genius. People will talk about it for years. Man, you know, he gave up L. Ellis, but boy, did those freshmen come in and dominate and averaging 20 and 10, or you know, they came in and led that team to, to 20 wins and a a sweet 16 run. If it works out, it works out. And winning covers over a multitude of sins. But you better win. Because if you don't, if you don't, Kenny, we'll have you on the show. You know what I mean? We'll have you on as a Friday guest um, anytime you want. Because you're not going to be busy. You'll you're have not going to be but time. Yeah. And don't worry. I'm a recruiter. I'll help you update your LinkedIn. I'll help you update, you know what I mean, your Indeed profile so we, we can get you where you need to go. A hundred percent. And so LL is definitely one of the top names in the portal. And we, of course, have been on the road talking about things, talking about NCAA tournament. So there's, of course, some names that you might have already heard, but we want to revisit and at least give our opinions on those bad boys. So let's start with Caden Shedrick, who from Virginia decided to transfer and is now getting conversations we hear from the Duke Blue Devils. We already know that Derek Lively III is going to the, is it the third or the second? I believe it's the second. One of those I, things. I could be wrong. I was like, I got I, 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 you know, one of those things. Derek Lively is going to the league. He'll, Kyle Feldhouse, has not yet decided. Jeremy Roach has not yet decided, but that really wouldn't affect where Shedrick lands. But if Kyle Filipowski decides to go to the league, they certainly would need some big men, and Shedrick certainly fits the academic mold, the physicality, and what a Duke program tends to look for. So it'll be interesting to see if he flips, considering – Duke and Virginia, as of late, have been like real intense rivals. And you want to know the funniest part about this? You want to know where Cedric is from? He's Holly from Springs, North Carolina. <laughs> He's from Holly Springs. There we go. And Holly Springs is how far away from Durham, Raleigh, the Triangle? It's probably 20 minutes. If that. Yeah. If that. You know what I mean? So like, this is another situation where, I mean, listen, these teams in the triangle, they have needs. And these players in the portal are from the area. And I know I don't want to just make it about, oh, well, these players are all going to come home to their respective school. 
But yeah. I mean, it's it's very possible. And this one was a little bit of a surprise to me because I mean, I understand that for Cedric, he is a really good rim protector, really good rebounder, and you could see him kind of um, potentially being a full time um, starter elsewhere. But I mean, I could see it. I could see it. Like, there's a world in which things get better for you in terms of like touches per game in terms of how you do what you do. There's a world where that gets better for you potentially for him. I could see it. Not saying he's not a 20 point a game guy either. He's not, that's not him. He's there's not very, few. Like yeah, there's <laughs> very, very few, very few in college, very few in college. He's not a 15 point a game guy. I don't even think he's a 12 point a game guy. But I think that he can get around that eight, nine point, 10 rebound, two blocks a game uh, type of situation. And, um, I think that he's looking at, you know, schools that potentially show off what he does just a little bit better. But again, even for him, I mean, it's still kind of tough because that pack line defense kind of like it, it helps out. I understand that it keeps the rim protectors kind of having a hedge and go out pretty far in terms of screens and whatnot. But it still kind of makes y'all look good because the perimeter defenders are so good. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Honestly, bump all that. You knew that boy was out. During the NCAA tournament, when he went to that locker room, was like, we had a timeout. We had a time. You knew it was over for the boy. He was frustrated. He was probably pissed off. He probably felt like, I ain't going to start no rumor, but maybe Clark should have got the, did too much. She was overdoing it, overkilling it. He was sick of it. Sick of the ish. That's what he well, was. Well, if he was sick of Kihei Clark, you don't have to worry about it no more at UVA. You know, I mean. But maybe he was sick of Bennett and the way he handled the situation. So we don't, we don't know the back behind the scenes for real, for real. But. It wouldn't surprise me because I he was pissed. I would be pissed too personally. I mean, ain't gonna ain't gonna hold you. That's why I don't like team sports. But my boy was mad about the timeout. He was Such very mad swimmer. about the timeout. Such a swimmer, ladies and gentlemen. Very much that so. Is... Beyond <laughs> beyond Shedrick, we also have Joe Gerard out of Syracuse. We all know Bayheim is leaving. Joe has been there for a good little minute, and he probably knew the writing was on the wall with Autry saying, listen, I'm glad you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed your stay. Definitely going in a different direction here. Between Judah Mintz and that guard that they got transferring in from Notre Dame. J.J. Um, Starling. Yeah, between yeah, that was, that was going to be a tough backcourt uh, for Gerard to manage, especially if the system wasn't right for him. I mean, Joe Gerard is your quintessential uh, Bayhawk point guard. You know what I mean? 100%. In a lot of regards. And so with, with Bayheim leaving and you're sure that the new offensive system is probably going to come in there. It makes sense. It makes sense. And I'm going to tell you, Joe Girard is in that 17, 18 point per game area. I think he's that type of guy. I think he can be that type of guy. I think he's extremely, uh, how do I put this? He has a feathery shooting touch and he knows how to get to his spots. And those two things combined. I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, a production is better than bag. And his his production is his ability to, um, again, get to his spots and score. And when he gets hot, he gets hot as fish grease. So he's a he's going to be a get for whoever gets him up out the court. To me, I think that would be a nice little place for North Carolina. He fits the mold in the personality type that Hubert Davis seems to be looking for these days, as well as a veteran who can handle the ball. 
but I digress. I don't right. think he'll have uh, some of the problems that uh, the the previous backcourt had with, with you know some of the off the court things. But but I, I digress. We won't go there. You now. couldn't help yourself. The NBA couldn't. playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. It's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sports book app today it's safe secure and easy to use then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drain plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA Rocking and rolling with Kenzie Gibbs, talking through some of the portal party news that we've had. We have some big names in this bad boy. We keep talking about the triangle here. Mr. Greg Gant comes to the stage for NC State deciding to enter the portal after Mr. Clark decided to enter the portal. And Duana is going to Georgia Tech. What's going on there in Raleigh, North Carolina? I mean, both of those guys would make sense. Like, for Ebenezer Duana, what are you going to do? When uh, Mahorchich comes back, DJ Burns is DJ Burns. You're not really going to take that spot. Um, and if Miranda sticks around and, and puts on some weight, you know, he's going to get better. And, and you, you're looking at the margins. And, again, the one was very effective. What are you going to do? Greg Gant, very similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the new wings that we got coming in, wildly explosive. Wildly explosive. You're looking at what the, uh, you're looking at what the pack are bringing in in terms of the freshmen and bringing in some, some really some guys who can really jump out the gym, or at those wing positions, at those four positions as well as some guys who can shoot the ball out the ball. And with Greg Gant, I mean, with all due respect, he was a great team guy, really good defender, really good rebounder. So That's, why not be a good six man? Why not come off the bench and be that igniter? Why not be a Lou Williams? Why not be a Nike Sabande? Why are you so fixated on being a starter who's that's just not your testimony? And you might go to, you know, Bumble-ish University and be the starter, but it's not of the same caliber as playing in the ACC. As bad as people are talking about the Atlantic Coast Conference, at the end of the day, we get buckets. We get to big parts of the tournament. You know what the problem is. Nickelodeon failed too early. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Let me tell you why, okay? Oh you God. remember hearing Macy Gray sing, someone once told me the grass was much greener yes. on the other side. But when she took a visit, she was happy she missed it because it was different but exactly the same. That's what a lot of these players in the portal don't realize. Like, at the end of the day, wherever Greg get goes, like, you're not going to get up 10 shots a game, Greg. That's not you, brother. I'm sorry to tell you. That's not going to be your testimony. That's not – you're not going to be that guy. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I've been wrong before, but I have not seen anything, the slightest inkling that tells me, oh, yeah, that Gant guy, he's – when he gets rolling, that offensive bag of moves or his drop step on the block or his strength in the post or his, put, his touch there or his ability to shoot from the outside or his ability to finish around the rim – I have not seen anything that tells me that. But again, players do improve all the time. You know, Casey Morsell was a 26% three-point shooter. Now he's up to like 40, 45, somewhere in there. I, it, it happens, but you generally don't see it with bigger guys um, to that extent. So, you know, I mean, hey, again, great locker room guy, great dude. He was, you know, all the things that you can know, not a bad word to say about him. 
I just don't know where it gets better and where the grass gets greener for him. Speaking of guys who a little bit head scratching, TJ Bickerstaff and Jamar Langford out of Boston College both entered their names in a transfer portal. And to leave Boston College to assume that you're going grass to greener, maybe you have personal reasons why you have to go. Maybe you just want to play. I don't, I've never known anybody who wants to look, play lower level basketball. You, you think right. you're at a certain point. So that, you know, conversation certainly isn't there for me, but interested to see, especially a Boston College team that has turned a corner a bit, right? Still not amazing, but definitely has turned a corner since we had Coach Grant there. I'm perplexed a bit. Like and when Brady Galloway left, I was like, okay, Brevin Galloway, excuse me. I was like, all right, but Langford and Bickerstaff, mm, all right. I mean, again, these are these are two guys where you look up and you ask yourself, like, what's going on? What's happening here? But at the same time, I, I'll tell you this much. For both of these guys in terms of like, all right, what's happening? What's going on here? With Bickerstaff, you got a guy who started early in the season and then all of a sudden – the minutes started to decrease and and the the um the amount of shots that he was putting up started to decrease. Everything started to get a little tougher for him toward the end of the season. I get it. You know, it 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 kind of makes sense for him. Um, but in terms of Damar Langford, I'm kind of scratching my head here. I'm a little confused. I'm looking around and I'm saying to myself, you know, what's what's the deal? What's going on here? Not not because I'm not because I don't think he's a good player, but again, where are you going to go to get more than what you're getting at Boston College? And here's the other thing about it. There is a little bit of of like Earl Grant is a coach that everybody believes in. You know what I mean? Like you haven't heard any bad things about him. Anybody who listens to him is like, hmm, that's a guy that I want to play for. So like, is it all smoke and mirrors? Like, what's going on? up there on Chestnut Hill that's that's making these players leave and, and yeah. you know, players who are playing big minutes and who are significant parts of the team. Right, 100% agree here. And I think it boils down to what we can't reemphasize enough. Adversity is going to happen to all players. Like, things are going to happen. This is not free agency. This is not the NBA. Like, you can't chase an NIL deal the same way you can chase, you know, a max contract from the NBA. You have to stick through some things, get your degree, if nothing else, and be a grad transfer. I think sometimes you just got to stick some things out, and maybe that could have been the best thing for you. So while you're all assessing and evaluating, that could just be something to consider, as well as people enter the portal and come back. That is a thing, too. So as much as we're talking about a lot of these guys trying to find a home, it could be something that they're going right back when it's all said and done. Speaking of which, who I hope kind of returns, Caleb Mills, Florida State. How you leave Hamilton and the boys? That's crazy. Considering the fact that Caleb Mills probably had one of the more you know bright spots of a really downtrodden season for the Seminoles, Caleb Mills decided to transfer. Listen, I know some people who could use you, but I hate that he had to leave the Seminoles. You know, Caleb Mills is a guy that I'm I'm looking at, again, much in that same vein of like, all right, Caleb Mills, absolute bucket, ball player. When he really gets it rolling and when he's really performing at a high level, he's going to do some good things for you. However, the streaky shooting from the outside, the inability to take care of the ball at times, it's it's almost like – I don't I don't know how to describe it for for me. It's a very complexing case of there's a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde there. And who are you going to get? Which player are you going to get out of Caleb Mills? Uh, But 
again, another North Carolina guy, and we're talking about all these schools that need guard play, and the guard, the the portal is full of guards from the hoop state. So you know, I mean, it's, don't put that in quotes. I don't like that. Mm-mm. It's what it is. It's called the hoop state. But I don't I'm like the quotes. That, that that feels like it's a, a slight. Oh, I don't know. Oh God, do I need to do an air hug instead? The hoop state, everybody. There we go. The there hoop go. state. But yeah, no, seriously though, Caleb Mills is a, you know, he's a player that when things are rolling, he's going hot. But I, the other thing about it is that that team was so dilapidated last year. That team was so uh, injury riddled last year that you can kind of see when a team makes you the focus of their defensive efforts and intensity, it's going to drop your shooting percentage. You're going to have tougher games than if you're a part of a really good team and system. So yeah, you're expecting Florida State to be healthier next year. You're expecting them to kind of be in a better situation. But I mean, I I could see why he's transferring out because you know you don't want to uh, be counting on a team where a lot of guys are coming back off season-ending injuries, and you're again going to be the focus of everybody's defensive efforts sure. or one of the focuses rather. Other names to note who aren't necessarily big names, but still considering or still trying to find new homes within the ACC: Jordan Mecca out of Georgia Tech. Anthony Walker out of Miami, Cormac Ryan and Robbie Carmody out of Notre Dame. We all know having the loss of Mike Bray is certainly going to have some of those names turn around. Nate Santos and John Hugley out of Pitt. We also have Makai Long and Darius Maddox, which was a surprising one to me, out of Virginia Tech. So those are the names floating around. And I will make a note that Jesse Edwards is returning to Syracuse. So that's a big returning factor for Syracuse as well as J.J. Starling, as we mentioned from Notre Dame, going to Syracuse. And that we did say, you enter the portal, but you don't have to necessarily leave, and you might not find a home. I got a list of about six guys out of North Carolina that ain't found a home yet. You got guys who are still trying to find homes that I think y'all thought y'all were going to be these cherry-picked hot commodities because you came from a program like that, and now look at you. Again, again, somebody told them that the grass is greener. And let me let me let y'all in on this. College athletes, potential college athletes. If you are listening to this show, you got to put future college athletes in your house. I understand that there is a potential of things getting much better elsewhere. But but sometimes if you are in a situation that's stable, you know what's going on. Sometimes it's better the devil that you know. Yeah. Sometimes everything, and and I'll tell you this, a lot of people, especially in today's popcorn society of like, you know, I want what I want when I want it, Amazon delivery, same day, next day, need a, a lot of people have a tendency to ruin future greatness for immediate goodness. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be just a little bit, of, again, I'm not, not saying that I'm against player movement, not saying I'm against it. Not saying that these players need to have a ton of additional restrictions on where they transfer and how they go. All I'm saying is there needs to be some wise counseling these folks here. Have objective third parties, not just people who have watched you play since you were a baby and thought think you the, the best thing since sliced bread and, you know, they just love on you. And no matter what you do, you can go 0 for 30 and they'll tell you, hey, keep shooting. You you gonna make one in a row eventually? Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Hundred percent agree, man. There's a lot of conversations that are going to be happening this off season. There's going to be a lot of come to Jesus this off season. Like normally, we're talking about players who are going to test the waters who come right back because like your evaluation ain't what you thought it was, right? But yep. I also think there are going to be players that are in the transfer portal who thought they were going to go from a Louisville to a North Carolina or a Wake Forest to a Syracuse, and they end up at you know Jersey State University and it's unfortunate right because it's almost like an ego check and we know in this day and age everyone's telling you you're good and you're great and unfortunately it's just the nature of this beast everybody damn near everybody's in the portal got to find a home somewhere there's not enough spots beyond the people that are incoming that's going to be home for you so I would do some reconsiderations to make because especially transferring is not as easy as people think especially if you go to a place that doesn't have your major trying to get credits you know transferred and all the things and all the hoops that you potentially have to go through just to earn you know a bachelor's degree ain't always golden there's a lot of work that goes with it and I'm gonna tell you this I know a lot of folks have watched the uh, latest Netflix show Last Chance You and all that y'all heard Coach John Thousands of players sending in their stuff to him saying, hey, coach, help me, save my life, change my life. So even at the lower levels, there's not a ton of scholarships, of shots, of playing time available. Things are jammed up right now. The extra COVID year um, combined with the portal, it's it's a little bit madness until all of the extra COVID year folks yep. graduate out the system. Yep, It's going to be a little bit of madness. So. Stay yep. where you're at is my, my goal, unless it's something egregious, unless it's, you know, real different factors. But we'll see as it evolves. We got a lot to talk about this offseason, as well as some football conversations. We know that spring games are next week, so we're going to talk through expectations of some of our favorite programs, as well as some that we want to have a few surprises. Maybe this is the year that things turn from them. We'll have all of that for you, so make sure you follow here, Locked on ACC. We appreciate you for subscribing to the channel, and we appreciate you for sharing it with your friends. You can hit us up on Twitter at Locked On ACC, as well as the rest of our friends here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I put out a tweet yesterday. We're trying to get all the infinity stones for the ACC. So if you feel like you want to be a host, a part of the conference show that we have, and we it's missing, please hit me up on Twitter at Candace D. Cooper, and we'll get that thing rolling. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, have a great and safe holiday weekend. Until next.